Blog Talk Radio. 1841, New Orleans. Ground zero for the slave trade. How much? It's auction day. The day every slave fears the most. People in the Americas knew when a ship arrived. Greetings, greetings. Welcome to Big Mama's house. I am Big Mama 7, and I'm so glad to be here. We are doing a special show, so I cannot wait to get to it. Um, As I'm bringing in my dear Mama Makita, this is Black History Month, family. And there's controversy, and, you know, some people feel, okay, yeah, no, I shouldn't do Black History Month. Uh, We should be doing Black History Month every month. Um, But no matter what you feel about Black History Month, I would love for you to take a moment, though, and learn something new about your black history. And that is not hard to do, family, because we have so many wonderful uh, black history facts that you can easily, easily find something to learn about, something new. If you don't know something new, every Thursday um, at the party, um, we're putting together a series called Did You Know, all right? And every Thursday, 8 o'clock, we're going to spend some time researching some ideas, thoughts that you may not have known before. Um, The old programs are posted on the People's Black Park. The People's Black Panther Party website, Facebook page. Um, It's a group page out there. You can check that out. And um, we've done so far uh, Harriet Tubman. We've done Ida B. Wells. And um, we have another exciting one coming up. You know, and they're not going to be all women-focused, but it's Big Mama's house, okay? We are women-focused. We are women. So this is how it works, okay? But... Check it out. Learn something new. Push yourself forward a little bit. So, you know, kind of back in the day we had encyclopedias. Lord, I'm telling my age. But back in the day we had encyclopedias that would explain this, that, and the other. Now we Google everything. You know, very little technical research is done. But if you could spend some time learning something new. Let's apply those beautiful black brains and and really see how far we can go with this. Tonight, we are going to be doing something very unusual. Um, Not very unusual. We always kind of touch about relationships, but this is really hardcore relationships. In fact, I want to get Mama Nikita to kind of explain what we're doing, the purpose, and how important it is for us to kind of think about these things and review it. Let me see if I got on the line. Greetings, sister. Did I make? Did you make it through? Greetings. There you go. I can hear you loud and clear. How are you uh, doing today? Oh. <laughs> I am grand. How are you? How are you? Awesome. awesome. I'm, I'm ready to. I'm going to be on the learning side, so I'm getting out of the car. <laughs> and not only am I going to the passenger seat, I'm going in the back seat. Okay, I'm not even playing around with you tonight. <laughs> Tell us about tonight's show. Tell us. I think we've had this discussion numerous times, be it on Big Mama's house, 
side conversations, mm-hmm. other platforms, but we talked about the importance of the black family, the importance mm-hmm. of showing our children the awesomeness of us working together. They are yes. overloaded with everything negative about relationships. And when I had to sit back and really reflect on some things, I was like, goodness, if this is all that I saw as a young person, I can see why some of them are like, I'm, I'm not getting in a relationship. I'm not trying to be committed. I'm not. This one is doing this. And these type of games are being played. And it wasn't to state that back in the day, <laughs> that there weren't trials and tribulations and difficulties or infidelities or outside children or any of those things. It's not saying those things did not happen. But what was going on at that time is they understood the structure of marriage, the security of marriage. They also understood the importance of working through those things, and it wasn't under a a microscope like it is now with social media. You do one thing wrong, and before you get a chance to apologize to the person you did something wrong to, you have 5,000 views and everybody, you know, giving a butthole opinion about your life based on a little tiny snippet of whatever it is that they saw on social media at the time. So when I look at that, I, I have understanding when it comes to the younger generation and the way they're handling certain things. But at the end of the day, there were many benefits to being in a committed relationship, many benefits to raising your children under the same household, be it um, from them seeing the two of you together, seeing the two of you communicate, seeing you work together, seeing you, uh, your finances working together. There are so many different benefits for, for having that good family structure and that good unit. Now, um, when we were discussing before, I was just, you know, we brought up the power couples in the movement, you know, yes, not right. even just in the movement, just power couples in general, what they were able to do and accomplish. And even, um, especially during the civil rights movement, it was kind of like you, you, you didn't have a choice. It wasn't, uh, oh, do you think you're going to get involved in this, where people feel they have choices now? You know, they don't have, it's not a sense of urgency like it was then. It was, it was just, you had to fight, and you had to fight together in order to survive. So when I was researching um, certain couples, it's, it's just certain couples that just stand out to me. You know, of course, we, we think about Dr. King, and mm-hmm. we think about Coretta Scott King, and all the, you know, them being able to work through everything before he was murdered. <laughs> you know, um, I'm quite sure that the marriage had its share of issues, but they also knew the importance of keeping that unit together while they worked on the larger picture. Um, Malcolm X, Dr. Shabazz. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we're not slow. <laughs> there was a lot going on, and the more he exposed about some um, things within the, the structure he was under, the family was right, you know. So being able to still be together um, and work through that until he was murdered, you know. A lot of people, oh, they died for this. No, murdered. We, we need to call it what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. 
you know. Please understand, um, they didn't die. They died because they were murdered. Okay, that's that's why they yeah, died. Yeah, yeah, and, and we we have to teach our children that there is a dif- big difference. You know, it's not um, a situation where, okay, you transition natural causes, you live the long and full life, no murder. <laughs> Let's call it what it is, you know. When mm-hmm. I started, uh, one of my favorite couples, just just looking at them, just makes my heart smile when I look at their, their old pictures and stuff, was Ruby D and Ozzy Davis. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. here you have... These wonderful entertainers, absolutely phenomenal on so many different levels. You know, she was the original Catwoman. <laughs> you know, some people forget about that, but she she was the purr. You know, and all the wonderful things that they were able to accomplish within their professional career, and how they used that platform, and they used their notoriety to say. Okay, now we're gonna we're gonna fight over here too because the struggle is still real. So whether I'm on stage or not, these are still basic issues that we're all we all have to deal with. And they did it together. So when I look at um a lot of their pictures, the ones that bring you know, the biggest smile to my heart, they were marching with their children. Uh-huh. You know? All three of their children but by their side, not we have to do this together. It wasn't no you know, let me hide this one or share this photo later or whatever. It was like, no, this is what needs to be done because at the end of the day, we're not just fighting for what's going on right now. We're fighting so that you can have a better tomorrow and our grandchildren can have a better tomorrow, the next generation. So they understood that they were making that investment now for our future. You know, one couple I want to add one couple I'm going to add into the mix is um, Nelson and uh, Winnie Mandela. You know, okay. the, another yes. Mhm, mhm. You yeah. know, relationship went through some, and, and you know, um, I, I think I, I sit back and I'm like, okay, why? Why did this marriage go this far? And, and I want to, you know, clarify: the marriages don't have to have lasted until the end of time, but the marriage was significant enough where both parties played a role in each other's success, you know. And so mm-hmm. that, that's what we're trying to, to bring to light, you know. How did they play a role in the other person's success? And one of the, you know, the things I'm like, okay, what made these relationships, and this is just a few, this is just a few family, do not get mad. But um, mm-hmm. and if you like to shout out your favorite couple, you know I'll tell you who my favorite couple is. Y'all gonna get mad at me, but I'll tell you, you know, um, it was one hundred percent Bill Cosby. <laughs> it was the Huxtables, <laughs> you know what I'm hey, saying? On, right? I, you can get mad at me if you want to. Um, no, not Bill and Camille, the Huxtables, the TV show. <laughs> uh, and, and you know, it, it is so. Because um, it's funny to me because we had um, a very positive, and people used to complain, and, oh, it's unrealistic, and blah, blah, blah. But really, as as realistic or unrealistic, it showed positive family values, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something that we don't and didn't have. 
Um, there is a show called Family Matters. Um, there was The Rock mm-hmm. did a show where he was married to a woman. You know, I, I you know, so I want to be able to to bring to light not just um, couples of the movement, but also just what was influencing our decision making and what was influencing our thought patterns when it came to relationships. Um, one of my favorite power couples that I knew um, was President General Senghor Bay of the UNIA. He was the President General, shoosh, I think 10, 15 years, and his wife, Wadija. And um, I grew up with them, and they were the married couple. They were always moving. Not at the same place and at the same time. You know, back in the day, the men did men's things and women did women's things. And so, but at the end of the night, we saw, okay, they are married. They go home. You know, these are their kids. This is, And he was the true community dad. Every kid was his kid. And their house was open to everybody. I mean, it was just a, an awesome, loving experience. And he was the president general of... UNIA at least 15 years, you know, but he did that not by himself. He did that with the support of his wife, you know, that's how, that's Mm -hmm. how he was able to do that. And the support of not trying to be funny, but a couple other wives, not intimately, but working under and being able to work under um, without all this uh, sexual tension and all this other stuff, but true, you know, kosher working, you know what I'm saying? And we've got to get back to the idea of not just, I saw my mother supporting their relationship. I saw my mother respecting their relationship. So, you know, when it comes to um, the, the black couples that we have now, you know, my question is, are we supporting them? Are we respecting them? You know, so are we giving them enough space so that they can be a couple without you know, and I can tell you the answer is no. You know, they got, they have a lot of, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately, we have a couple of, uh, quite a few brothers that are not straight up and down. And I can't, I can sit here and, and, and fuss and yell at the brothers being less than, less than open, less than honest. I could do that, but guess who they'd be less than honest with? The sisters. <laughs> you know, so I'm mm-hmm. sitting here like, Ugh, I can't even argue with you, brothers. Good, because you sisters keep jumping in there, leaving them opportunities, leaving that back door open for them to be able to go and to participate in all this other kind of stuff. So you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to the black couples, you know, and I, I don't want to be all over the place because it deserves its time, it deserves the energy, but also I, you know, we're always speaking solution based. I think it also deserves for us to come up with some ways to help the couple. You know, if you're in a couple or if you're not, how can we go about supporting each other so we're not harming each other? You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, we got to spend a little time talking about that too. One of my uh, favorite quotes from Ruby Dee is, you learn how to be married. You have to learn to love somebody. 
And I was at this wonderful guided meditation this weekend, and that was one of the topics that came up, you know, mm-hmm. being kind and gentle with yourself, offering forgiveness to yourself, and learning someone else's love language. But you can't learn someone else's love language until you know what your love language is. They can't, you know, compliment what you have going on until you're actually doing the things you need to do to make yourself happy so that that balance can come in. And that's what it is. It is balance. It's not perfection. Far from it. Not perfection, Mm -hmm. but it's balance. And Mm -hmm. I love what you mentioned about uh, Mama Kay, respecting the union that Mm -hmm. she saw. saw. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not trying Mm -hmm. to push up on on yours because I don't want you pushing up on mine, but we should be able to come. (laughs) We should be able to work together. Um, There are some brothers, most people that know me, they know I'm a hugger. But if I can't hug your wife, you can't hug me either, period. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And if I see you both in the street, mm-hmm. I'm going to greet the sister first out of respect, and I'll greet mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Respect. And unfortunately, yeah. that that's something that kind of has gone out the window with some people, but not all, but with some. And that's what we see the most of. We see the disrespectful acts that are being glorified yeah. over the commitment that people have made and the beautiful yeah. things they were able to do. And even though some of the people that we talk about have already transitioned, you know, or wonderful um, <laughs> because like you mm-hmm. said, even though right. the, their time has expired here, we're not focusing on when they were born nor when they died. We're focusing on that dash. We're focusing on what they did during their lifetime here. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. understood the importance mm-hmm. of getting married. They understood the importance of family, and they had to work together. And I think somewhere mm-hmm. along the line, you know, with, you know, tearing the families apart, with <laughs> systematically tearing the families apart. Um, Absolutely. People forget, you know, people have forgotten just the basics, the beneficial things that come along with marriage, you know. Absolutely. Being faithful you know, is have- not the end of the world, <laughs> you know. It depends. It depends. See, and also you gotta all um always consider everybody has their own little hot button that they're good with. You know, some people can get over it, some people might try to kill you. So, you know, you have to remember you have to know this is part of knowing who you're dealing with, you know. Um I know with my uh with my look at that. I know with my son, uh Psalm's gonna be twenty two. And I'm like, okay, let me explain to you the two biggest investments you will make in your life. One is a marriage. Two are children, okay? Let's think about this, son. You know, this is not just, uh, you know, we're not just playing games here. We're really trying to understand the investment aspect of relationships and relating. And then some of the results that come from relationships, like children, and so as I recognize the investment, you know, I'm trying to get him to see it also so that, you know, we can start to say, okay, is is this a good investment? You know, is this young lady, you know, going to really be able to support you in your work, in your hobbies, 
in your passions and your activism and your, you know, spiritual development, you know, what's going on with this? And so, you know, when it comes to these black couples, I wonder if they sat down and said, hey, let's make this list of things that we need between the two of us that's going to help us be this power couple. Or was there just an understanding that, you know, this is this is our life. We're going to be together, period. You know, are they are they mm-hmm. family values or are they intentional, you know, motives? You know, what what is that? Mm. You said a mouthful. I am glad that you're having those open discussions with your son at this age mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. everyone is not cut out to – you know, the, the words I can't stand, to just be the fathers of multiple children. You know, right. some people want to be there throughout the whole process. And if you want to right. be there throughout the whole process from beginning to end, then that means you're making a certain commitment to the mom. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so that you, you can be there. You don't have to worry about being a weekend parent. You don't have to worry right. about, you know, three or four years and not seeing your child because you're going to actively be a part of that. So That's right. I think that it's, it's really good that you're having that type of discussion with him right now, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, with, without having the, um, the discussion, I think I set him up for failure in that. You know, if I don't sit here and say to him, hey, look, sweetheart, you know, either do this or don't, you know, um, I think I'm setting him up for failure, for difficulty, for heartache, you know. And when it comes to relationships, because we're women, I think, we focus so much on the women aspect, you know what I'm saying? We focus on Mm -hmm. our heartache, our issues and stuff like that. But men actually have feelings, you know. And and men can can you know they they will feel um, some sort of way and um, they can have their hearts broken and everything else like that. So you know I always want to make sure that we're we're allowing that male energy to have uh, have space, have words, have anything right there. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm glad that you're having that conversation. And even now mm-hmm. when I talk to my own dad, so if, if the boys are helping to do something, like mm-hmm. I would say uh, helping to clean the kitchen, right, because it was just mm-hmm. a lot. And they were helping their sister. And I said, you do this now, and preferably when you get older, your wife will appreciate that. And y'all can prepare meals together because if she's working and you're working, you can't put all household responsibilities on them. My daughter looked at me mm-hmm. like, okay, here she go again. I'm like, listen, kids in training. <laughs> we want them to make better mm-hmm. decisions. We, some of the struggles that you're going through or I'm, I have gone through, we don't want them to go through that. So if they learn to do certain things now, when they get older, they can make wiser decisions and understand yeah. the importance of teamwork. You know, I can't expect for you to bake this baby, go to work, get home and cook, and your feet look like elephant feet, you know, and then get mad at you because you're not being acrobatic in the bedroom. No, 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 no. Let me see what I can mm-hmm. take off your plate where there is balance so then, you know, if I want my sweet treat, I don't have a problem with getting it. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and we have mm-hmm. to have those discussions. So if we start speaking that stuff, no, and I say that all the time, you're going to get married one day. <laughs> you know, you won't mm-hmm. have a man. You'll have a partner. You'll have a wife. You'll have a queen. So that means that you have to do it the same way other people have to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You know, and a I, lot I of times the, we, we're very hard on the female children, like, you have to be able to do this, 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 and that. And I'm like, okay. Well, we got to talk to the, the guys, too. Absolutely. Because that's a mental breakdown waiting to happen. That all that pressure was over here, and nothing was taught to the boys about how to be better young men. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you, you have those discussions. And not, and not even young men, husbands. You know what I'm saying? We, mm-hmm. There are some lovely, wonderful young men out there. But, you know, mm-hmm. how many of them are aspiring to be husbands? If you're not a husband, you're not the head of household. Be clear. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. if all that man does is take the head of household and say, here, honey, you do it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you know, that, that's something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know... We we have to be able to give them something, and we're not doing enough. We're not giving enough, and and that's very important. And we have to have a little bit more balance in it. You know, I, I think one of the big things about getting the black power couple together is putting some standards in place as to what makes it powerful. We got black mm-hmm. couples everywhere, okay? We got, you know, people that hang out here, hang out there. We got couples. You know, couple only means two. We got couples. But to make it a power mm-hmm. couple, there there's something more, something additional, something intentional that goes into the power part of this. So, you know, we, we have to start creating and defining um, stereo, you know, standards as to what, you know, because um, – you know, and I, I share, I'll share my personal story. Uh, Solomon was looking at a young lady who had kind of dropped out of college. And I said, okay, so what's your plan on getting back into school? And she's like, oh, I don't think I want to. And I looked at, I looked at my son and I was like, mm-hmm, no. Um, and, and the reason why is because this is uh, someone who has the ability. Now, not everyone will go to college, and I'm okay with that. But this is one who has she has no plans. You know, she has no ideas, mm. no ideas, no intentions, no anything. You know, she just thinks she's just gonna hang out and look at my son's face. And I'm like, mm, mm-mm. Um, and so just like we have for you know, we encourage the girls to marry up. You know, you need to marry somebody with a good job, you need to uh, marry a provider. We we speak heavily about um the man's ability to provide, the man's ability to um, take care of her and the children and this, that, and the other. Um, I'm also, I'm on both sides of this coin. Not only do I want him to be a good provider, but I want him to have a good support system. I don't know how he's going to be able to provide anything without a support system. Just like I don't know how she's going to be able to manage house, kids, and job without support. So, you know, I think one of the things that makes a power couple a power couple is the intentional efforts that go into it. You know what I'm saying? 
It can't be one person saying, I'm the power structure, now get up under me so I can step on you. You know, it can't be like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it has to be. And unfortunately, you have those situations. You have a lot of those situations. We have those situations. I need you to get your foot off my neck. (laughs) Yes, yes. You know, to be walking side by side. Yeah, yeah. Um, And and Mm -hmm. if you're not, that's fine. That's fine. That's not a power (laughs) cover, though. And you should be making plans. You know, you should be during the courting stage. There should be some conversation about, you know, your expectations as far as support your expectations as far as activity and everything else like that. Because, you know, if you meet someone, like I I am an activist from, I can't begin, I don't even know when I started because I've been doing this so long when it comes to speaking um, for the, speaking for African Americans, speaking for women, being a, a healthy part of my community. I'm not expecting to go and, and meet a brother and he'll be like, okay, you got to cut all that out. I'm like, cut out what? A part of uh, a part of me? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, we have to start thinking um, ahead and being very intentional about what we're doing with this energy um, so that we can say, okay, this is who I am. This is what I'm bringing to the power table. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we need to have a power table, and then we can kind of line up if this is going to work, you know. And I don't know if those great couples said, I'm going to line up with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be intentional, and and we're going to work on this together, blah, blah. I don't know. Um, But Mm -hmm. those that did, what I saw, it was, it was, it had lasting power when they were able to come to an agreement between the two. Right. You know. Um, I have a quote, you know, I love the little quote, <laughs> you know, from Ozzy Davis and he's talking about marriage. And what he, one of his quotes from when he first started into his profession, he was like, I want the type of marriage where people look at us after 40 or 50 years and say, damn, they still together? Mm-hmm. He wanted that. So he put the work mm-hmm. in for that. And they made 50 million mm-hmm. before he transitioned. So yeah. it's, it's really about people looking and saying, you know, what do I want for me? Do I want something mm-hmm. better? Or do I want to repeat a cycle that has not worked for us? Mm-hmm. We have to break right. these generational curses, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a Absolutely. big deal when people made their ten year mark and their twenty year mark, yes. and you had this little fancy yes. party. Oh, you wore these colors, and then when you get to this, yep. you know the silver stage, all that kind of stuff. So they made a big deal, yes. you know? and we have to we really, have to get back to that. You have to get back to valuing the relationship. All that comes because the relationship itself was valued. The relationship mm-hmm. itself was valued. And that's why we can come together and say, oh, yeah, this is um, this is important, that's important, because the relationship, you know, in, in certain cultures, women at certain tables, if you're not married 
And if you don't have, or and or if you don't have a child, you're not allowed to speak at the table. Mm-hmm. And at, growing up, I was like, well, wait a minute, you know, because I had my children a little later in life. And so I was like, wait, does that mean I don't have value? I don't have this. I don't have that. And what they were doing, of course, when when I get out my own feelings about it, and when I get out my the way I'm feeling about being, you know, shut down like that, when I get out my feelings, I can see what they were doing was in, um, enforcing the value and the status of being married. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Being married meant that, you know, you were speaking from a collective understanding. You know, being married mm-hmm. meant that you have under, you understand certain ideas, uh, problems for, you know, situations and anything else like that. So being married in certain cultures, especially in African, control, um, African cultures, um, which we are Pan-Africans and, and descendants of Africans, okay, but in those cultures, mm-hmm. that marriage, I mean, there, there are ceremonies, not just the, you know, the wedding is wonderful, but there are huge ceremonies that tie not just this, these two people together, but also their ancestry. And so it, it's, mm. it's such a big deal, and there's so much emphasis put on it that, you know, of course, when we were subjected and in, in thrown into slavery, that is one of the first things that was um, actively destroyed within ourselves and within our communities is the institution of marriage. You know, slaves could not marry. They were considered property. This is where the whole jumping the broom comes into effect. And so I truly believe that our family structure has not truly recovered from that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have to make a conscious effort to do better. We have to. So we have to create. You know, and have these you know. uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. I wanted to okay. share um, another couple. Um, journalist Lillian Smith Gregory and comedian mm-hmm. activist Dick Gregory. Mm-hmm. So he, you have you have someone that that will have you laughing, clean out your feet, but was very matter of fact about health and wellness in the community. You know, our bodies are not um, prepared to to consume certain things. So I mean, he did so much behind the, the scenes, you know, and, and still yep. extremely funny in it. But he put the work in behind the scenes. He he used his profession as that platform to reach people that he normally would not reach. Uh-huh. And I want to see one of his quotes. He, he has so many funny ones, but this particular one was very interesting to me because he stated, you know, he was talking about Dr. King, and he was like, King was really telling us it's not about love. It's about being lovable. I love you, baby, and if I can't have you, no one else will. That's frightening. But once you become That's lovable, what? you become frightening. Okay. Frightening, you know. That's abuse, period. But once you become lovable, you become safe. And that's where he thinks, you know, at the time he's like, that's where I think I'll end up when he was talking about his marriage, which was over 50 years before Mm -hmm. he transitioned. It was like, no, this, 
I need to be her safe place. Oh, he had all kinds of jokes about marriage, you know, because it was funny, you know, and that was his profession. But he knew the importance of that union. Absolutely. So even in the jokes, I wouldn't have nothing to joke about if I wasn't in it. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't have nothing to joke Um, about if, if I didn't take it seriously enough to know that I needed my partner to walk this journey mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that that's where a lot of people are so mistaken. They're thinking, oh, I don't need anyone, or if this isn't perfect or that isn't perfect, then no, I'm not doing it because um, this person had a bad divorce or that person had a bad divorce. Their understanding doesn't have anything to do with you. <laughs> you know, if their relationship came to completion, it came to completion, but during that time, it wasn't all bad because if it was all bad, it would never got to marriage. Right. So I say sometimes we think about, you know, some people are so wrapped up in their minds, they'll have a full relationship and a full, you know, demise of the relationship before they go out on the first date. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I've had Ooh. someone do that to me. And I'm like, I'm looking like, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get my raw cashews first before you marry me and divorce me in the same second? Like, what? Can I eat first? Like, I'm hungry. And you went straight through the relationship with me and all. I didn't, first of all, I don't even know if I like you enough to be in a relationship with you because the foundation of anything okay. is friendship. So I thought we were building friendship. So that we mm-hmm. can decide mm-hmm. whether or not we want to pursue it further. But he really had a full relationship in his mind. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it caught me so off guard. I'm like, okay, so guess what? That's not the one. But there are other good brothers. I'm not going to throw them all away because you mm-hmm. came out of a little <laughs> special box all by yourself. <laughs> you know. And I think sometimes we look at other people's situation because we're so overloaded with the negative and we don't see enough of the positive things. We we don't see enough of those older couples together still holding on, you know, still together. Yeah. We don't see that enough that we begin to think that that's, that's all it is. And it's not. Right. It's not. Right, right. You know. Um, you know, talking about the time, talking about the time, um, I, I know uh, back in the day there was a you know, how quickly can you start intimacies with someone? And I don't know where the 90-day rule came into, but it, it, there's a 90-day rule. You have to wait 90 days to get to know this person without, you know, being intimate with this person. And now I think it's 90 minutes. You know what I'm saying? They are, you know, they, they go through your, they'll, they'll run through your Facebook page. Um, they'll They'll like a couple of memes or whatever. And then, boom, we're in a relationship, and I need the skins, and we're going to be done with this before the weekend hits because I'm already working on something else. And so, you know, we we have really – we always talk about being the microwave society, but for real, for real, even in our relationships, we are doing this very quick popcorn love type of stuff. And um, in the physical aspects, um, of course, we're moving way, way too fast in the middle of those. And and as we're moving quickly, we are, of course, making mistakes. We're forgetting things. We try to ignore the fact that this fool is crazy, you know? And he's mm-hmm. crazy and he's out with mm-hmm. crazy, you know? 
He's not trying to hide his crazy. He don't have to because you're not even allowing enough time to go by where you can um, get to know this person. I know um, I, I was, you know, we are counselors, and we, I counsel many different aspects, but I know Mama Kita does a lot of the couples counseling and, and works with the couples. And um, I met a sister who, who met a very charming, charismatic man, and, you know, 30 days in, she was in-in. I think she was in-in two weeks, but when she hit that 30-day mark, she was ready to get married. She was like, look, we've been together, and we've been together, and this is it. And this dude, like, up and disappeared, like, okay, my time's up, bing, that's it. And she, she was so brokenhearted, and I, you know, and um, as we were working through this, we're counseling through this, I was like, you know, I hear you saying you're brokenhearted, but did you really have love somebody in 30 days? What Did you even know enough about him to be in love with him in 30 days, you know? And she said, oh, I told him everything about me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, if you can tell someone everything about you in 30 days, you need to get a little bit more depth to you. You know what I'm saying? You yourself <laughs> okay. need to be deeper, Okay. Um, there, there's, there's so much more that you have to offer outside of sex, but even intimacy, it takes more than 30 days to know someone and how they move and everything else. So you can't even say sexually that the whole relationship is complete in 30 days because 30 days isn't long enough to do that, you know, if you're doing it right. You know, so Mm -hmm. I think if we could slow down this microwave, and, and really start to say, okay, wait a minute, I need to get to know you. Before I'm sharing all this, you you want, you know, the women are sharing intimacies, the men are sharing money, you know, you're going to broke. So it's like uh, we have to really get to the point where we're not overly focusing on um, money and sex, but we, we're really getting taking the time to get to know this person. You know, all of these marriages – no matter what marriage we name, has had it up or down, every single one of them, you know. And if you mm-hmm. don't get to know someone past that 30-day mark, you're not going to be able to last one up or one down, you know. You're not going to be able to hold out through any of the trials and tribulations that come naturally from being in a relationship. These are natural things. All right. You're right. One hundred percent correct. <laughs> we move past that this, part. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's important that people get counseling. <laughs> I have some some of my wonderful couples are like, uh, well, we don't. Why why do I need to do this? You know, we we're not even having any problems yet. I say, okay, how about prevention? So you don't have that problem. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. you know what to do because life is going to happen. Someone may get yep. sick. Something yep. may not stand up to full attention anymore. Do you still <laughs> want to be able to have wonderful conversation with that person? Do you do you want to know that that person is going to love you through that and put the right herbs in you so that you know 
they can get their magic stick again. I mean, come on, something is going to happen. I've seen injuries, and it's like, okay, well, now this person is down for a year. So in this year, y'all going to have yep. a special understanding where you can go and yep. do you, but still take care of the household, or I can go and do me. What are we going to do? Are we going to have an open marriage at this particular time? Um, are there guidelines? Are there, okay, you can do this, but you can't get too attached? And that's another story because you're exchanging spirits, so you're sleeping with all the people that person has slept with, <laughs> like it or not. But that's a whole other oh. show, and we need to do that. <laughs> so yes, yes, um, it's yes. important <laughs> that we have these open conversations about things, you know. I mean, so many sisters have, have gotten ill. You know, mm-hmm. this type of cancer, mm-hmm. that type of cancer, this body part removed, that body part removed. Come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? And do you then, care about that person enough to see them through that, or are you just going to say that part of the vows just because it's said traditionally? What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I strongly encourage everyone to pay attention to vows. Because um, those vows are, are really complete, you know what I'm saying. And as as you know, this is Big Mama, so I'm I'm not a kid. I'm far from, and so I don't deal with male children. I deal with mature, grown men, and we have to start being mm-hmm. very open and honest about our physical needs slash physical abilities of getting of becoming a mature person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. You need to have those definitions in place when it comes to uh, <laughs> sickness and health. You know, um, you need to have mm-hmm. certain things in place when it comes to um, just understanding what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. You know, so mm-hmm. you know we, we're coming up to how do we get this power? How do we get this power couple? Black power couple. And um, I know I said one of my things: support. You know, and, and I'm I'm gonna I, I want to define my support. You know, I want you to look. You can come up with your own thing. I want you to share. I want you to share what you think you're gonna need moving moving into this. But um, you know, I have a feeling I'm gonna turn this into an assignment for a couple of people because we need to know these things, okay? So what do we mm-hmm. need to have this black power couple? I'm I, so I, I have support. I'm gonna have. Um, Family support. I'm gonna have community support. Effective communication. That's perfect. Because if we're not communicating about this, forget all the other categories. (laughs) That's one of the first. I'm like, oh, so you said effective communication is where we need to start. No, so well, this is the most that we've talked in months. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. you want to know why so, I mean, somebody has a wander and I because you're not so, talking. So, yes. Yeah, so maybe we're not in the relationship that you think we're in a relationship with. Okay, mm-hmm. so we got support. It, just, What's the other one? What did you mm-hmm. say, sir? Effective communication. Effective Don't communication. use sex as yeah. a weapon. Yeah. And that goes for the men too. Mm-hmm. Don't be telling us we greedy. I don't want to hear all that because it's for healing. Be in. And oh, ooh. I said you that do it for aerobics. Oh yeah, I said I, I meant it. <laughs> Don't be using it as a weapon or as punishment okay. unless that's part of our foreplay. Now, if that's part of the foreplay, that's your business. 
Do what you do. But don't be using it as a weapon and going to put me on punishment just because you okay. mad. Let's have this effective communication and know that you are responsible for healing me in that department. That's your job. And vice versa. Helping physical expression. Can we say that? No, no. I'm going to say it the way it needs to be said. Excuse me. Close your ears. No dick punishment. Period. Don't put your wife on it. And you don't get to not satisfy him. I had to tell this sister, because I'm listening to it, and I'm like, oh, man, sis, you are the problem. You are the problem. You are the problem. Really break it down. I'm like, you're saying this brother does this here. This is an area he has to work on. He acknowledges this. He's willing to make some changes. Okay. But all of this he's doing, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And and you won't... Enjoy the lollipop? Is that what you're telling me? I don't get it. I think her face like almost fell off. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not with that. You don't get to punish him in that department. And then you want to know why someone mm-hmm. has a wandering eye. Mm-hmm. And wandering mm-hmm. other body parts. Because okay. you're using it as yeah. a weapon. No. No. Okay. What about... So if you want to be oh mad at God. each other, stay mad. But make sure you get that healing in because the battles we have to deal with outside are so intense. We shouldn't have to come home and fight again. Come on now. And that goes both ways. Everybody can't everybody can do that, though. Everybody, everybody not wired like that. Some people, you know, hmm. their violent tendencies won't let them, you know, work on that. So we, we got we to gotta find out. We got to find out how to make that work. Um, mm-hmm. What else can we do with this power couple? What else can we do? We have support from family and community. We have effective communication. We have uh, healthy physical expressions. And I have my little quote mark. Oh, here. look how you have to put it <laughs> so sweet. That's so sweet. Okay, look, look. I'm, I have to be I'm so warm with my day. couples. I, I almost, I'm like, I don't even believe y'all came to me again. You know I'm going to tell you. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say intimacy. What else do we need, though? You Wait, know what I'm saying? You said yeah. intimacy. We're not just talking about physical because that intimacy is mm-hmm. on so many other levels. I need to know about Absolutely. your goals, not your dreams. I want to know mm-hmm. about your goals. So it can start off mm-hmm. with a dream, but let's make it a goal and mm-hmm. let me get it where I can fit in to complement that because this might be your goal. And it's like, oh, okay, so you really need help in these two departments. Let's have this effective communication, have this discussion, and set this business up so you can work for yourself. Hire yourself on Tuesday, hire yourself back on Thursday. Mm-hmm, so then we mm-hmm, don't have to worry mm-hmm. about if you got a criminal record or anything else. So what? Right. <laughs> you the boss. Now what? Okay. And, you know, something else I want to talk about. I, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I hate that we named five or six great couples and that's it. You know, we, we know – we know a million women right now, and we only need five or six couples. So that lets us know that we're way off when it comes to how many couples we know as opposed to how many people are really working together to make things happen, right? And one thing I wanted to bring up was the whole blue-collar idea. You know, um, that has been – that has been a bit of a problem, you know. And not that the brothers have blue collars, you know. That that's you know, that's a job. 
that is a, a type of job. What's been the problem is, and having a black woman who's educated, who works a good job, about that's not a problem either. The problem is that there is tension between these two, in my opinion, that don't need to be there. You know, I, I don't, you know, everyone has different jobs to do. Uh, we have to stop devaluing certain jobs and start stop overvaluing other jobs, you know. So I, I know people that work what they would call good jobs, don't get paid well. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And then if you know what a welder or um uh what's the other one? An H V C H an H V A C certified blah blah yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they make two or three times a little white-collar job can make. You know what I'm saying? Now, mm-hmm. yes, he's going to crawl through a crawl space. Um, he may come home smelly, dirty, whatever. But the, there are jobs that what type of job it is doesn't dictate how much money can be made in it. And I think we have to stop adding dollars into our value, you know, what, how we evaluate and value each other. You know, when we start saying, okay, you have to have this much money, you know, unfortunately, you know, the music today, uh, music, not music today, music has always created trends in our community. And so now the music today is all into, you know, these six-figure individuals, right? And so, and I'm like, okay, number one, you can get six figures in Atlanta, easy, easy. They got money like that. They got jobs like that. But I promise you, you're going to pay all of it for rent. It's expensive out there, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You can have, you can go up to D.C., make all this money. He's like, oh, my God, I got girlfriends that make good money, good money, and they pay it all to the rent man, okay, because the cost of living mm-hmm. is so high. So, you know, there's some things that we need to think about before we start putting all this crazy value on it, um, and, and we have all these ideas of this this much job makes this much money, so that means it's a good job. But I don't any job that you got to work more than 40 hours on, I don't think that's a good job. That's just me. Especially if it's not your business. That, that, because what that's you're doing, me. you know, because what a lot of people have to understand, what you are doing is you are living someone else's dream. Yep. That's what you're doing. Yep. I'm not saying. Yep. It's not a time and a place for it, but that's what you are doing. You are living that person's dream. Mm-hmm. So if living that person's dream is what you see yourself doing for the rest of your life, fine. So be it. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell anybody in a minute, you better have multiple streams of income. This right here, the pandemic has shown us why we need multiple oh streams goodness. of the income. Oh, my goodness. I promise you, I had to flex you that hustle muscle on so many different levels. Like, let me go over here and do this. And then the tax season, okay. let me go over here and do this. Let me do this. Let okay. me do that. Why? I have to eat. <laughs> yep. You know? So, yep. It, it's a, it's a yep. wonderful thing that when you're operating – as that power couple, and you're working towards these wonderful things, that you have some type of family business. Absolutely. Something. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, not just family business for money purposes, 
but also for time spent. It's like, you know, uh-huh. if you spending <laughs> if you spending six, seven hours over here, you know, dealing with this or that, I need to be with you. Uh-huh. I need to be with you. How in the world are you spending that much time outside of the house away from me? Mm-hmm. And you leave space now, for other people to get in and get yeah. people's attention. Because yeah. by the time this person come comes back to you, you know, they're all out of it. So you're not getting to enjoy the best of that person. You're getting the leftovers. Wherein your significance should be getting the best of you and the world should get the leftovers. Mm-hmm. 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 Trust me. So Trust me. you can it, put that it, on your list, figuring out a way to what person you continue to date your spouse. I don't care if you've been together four hours or for you know forty years. Mm-hmm. Continue to date your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Some people, especially with the pandemic, I, I've had whew, some interesting situations, and it was just like. Oh my goodness! I, I don't have the money to do this and do this and do that. I said, okay. So how are you? How old are your children? And what time do they go to bed? Girl, if you don't get that right. baby oil and handle your business and make sure you block off this area and tell them don't come here. What's the problem? <laughs> I, I don't get it. You can create that space. You can let your children know on this day, do not come in this living. You get all your snacks before seven thirty because that. 731, you can't come past this part of the house and use that as quality time with your spouse. Find some fun couple games. Because what will happen is those children, you will get so caught up in taking care of the children that when they grow up and they're off and they're living their lives and having their families, you're going to look and see you have a stranger in your bed. Uh But if you continue to date your spouse throughout the process, then you'll continue to grow in love with that person. And notice I said grow mm-hmm. in love because that's, you know, those like that four-week thing your person was talking about, that was just straight falling in love because you fall on your face. When you're young, you can almost okay. get away with it. But at my tender age of 16, I have to grow. No. Period. No. No. <laughs> I have it's to grow ridiculous. In love. It's ridiculous. It's, 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 you know, it's longevity ridiculous. in that mm-hmm. opposed to falling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we yeah, add that on I, 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 I get tired of people talking about love this, love that. I'm like, that's not love. That that's some real heavy love. You know what I'm saying? And we have mm-hmm. to start to get we have to get okay with calling that spade a spade. That's not love. Mm-hmm. That is love. You know, you fell in love with. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you fell in love with other things. Okay. That's not love. That is that is love. Mm-hmm. We we have to get better than that. We have to start putting some standards in, and, and you know we're building this list for couples, for two people that that like each other that have decided, hey, what would it be like for us to move forward together? What would it be like, you know, let let's go to this protest together. Let let's let's you know be in a union together. As we're building this, okay? But before you do that, you got to have your own standards, you know, 
You have to have your own idea of things that are going to work for you. You're supposed to be two whole people that come together um, in the purpose of relating. Not, not, you're not supposed to be two halves, all right? You got to be working on yourself, too. Um, a lot of times when I find um, my cereal daters, and I'm not talking about dry cereal. I'm talking about over and over cereal. Those, those people that, that fall in and out of love every every other month, you know, those people, um, you know, part of the reason why they're going through that cycle over and over again is because they're not um they're not working on themselves. They're not doing anything to stop this cycle of you know, this continued cycle of negativity, this continued cycle of um just just not taking good care of yourself, let alone taking care of anyone else. Right. Right. And we have to be honest about this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. on your list of solutions, can you please add health and wellness? Mm-hmm. Can you please please add that? You know, mm-hmm. brother, we love y'all. We know you don't like going to the doctor. Guess what? I don't always want you to hear either. But if that's the case and you find your herbalist, somebody that you can work with, go once a year. Take a multivitamin. Mm-hmm. Take some minerals. Get some black seed oil in your life. Don't wait till things break. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me, bend, and, and then, okay, now you're mad, and then that, now we have all this war and I'm mad at communication, <laughs> you know, because there's a health issue opposed to, okay, come on, I got some tea for you. I promise you we'll be good in a second. <laughs> you know, I'm, mm-hmm. and then guess what? When I, when I feed you, these beans going to have some extra herbs. It's going to have this, it's going to have that. But guess what? You know, Jody don't get the extra stuff. Jody don't get the, the extra vitamins. Jody is Jody. <laughs> but my king man, mm-hmm. oh, you get you get all of that. What tea would you like today? Mm-hmm. Let me put some ginger in your life. Matter of fact, I'll be the spicy cinnamon, but I got you on this. I, 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 I'm going to take care of you. Why? I need you to be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I want the best version of you. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be perfect, but I want the best version of you. And if that means okay, when I'm when I'm loving on myself, I mm-hmm. add extra love there too. So if I'm making me a cup of tea, you getting one too. And because mm-hmm. I know what else is going on with you, I'm gonna add a little bit of extra this, a little bit of extra this, boom, 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 boom. It's gonna be good, so we can have a pleasant mm-hmm. evening. You know. Mm-hmm. And there are things that sisters, and women, you know, things that we have to do, and I have these discussions with these young sisters, and it's just yeah, we do, we do. That, that's all, you know, with the women's group. I mean, we we are very matter of fact because I love I love couples, and I love the fact that you've taken that step to say we're going to be committed to each other, and, and then go mm-hmm. ahead and let's you know work out all the kinks. So that there is longevity, but I have no problem with letting little sisters know too. Like I really wanted to like jump on the system. Like, so you're upset with infidelity, but for seven months you use it as a weapon. Mm-hmm. What you smoking? Stop it! Like, stop whatever you're smoking because you're wrong. That's you're wrong. That part you're wrong. So. 
If you mm-hmm. have to learn how to and, be creative, then be creative. If you have to turn some stuff it, into a game, it's a game. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes I to, going to go, I, I had to tell the brother, step your foreplay up. It don't just start 10 minutes before the act. It starts with the kiss. It starts with that morning phone call. It starts with that check-in. It starts with that message you send in the middle of the day. Because then by the time you get home, I'm missing on you. And then I'm more inclined to do certain things. So we have to be brutally honest about some of this stuff. You know. But, mm-hmm. okay, I won't interrupt. I'm mm-hmm. listening. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'm telling you, I'm learning. <laughs> I told you from the beginning. I got out of the car. I'm in the back seat. I am not trying to do any driving or even co-driving. I'm not doing it. But, you know, the reason why I'm in the back seat is because, you know, relationships is definitely is something that you have to try to do. Please don't wake up and just think, oh, yeah, I'm in a great relationship. And, you know, you haven't put no energy into it. You know, we have to get to the point where we understand that these black couples, there were sacrifices made. There was energy put into this. They didn't just wake up one day and say, hey, I'm a great black couple. You know, they, there was work put into it. And so, um, and I believe there are certain things that you cannot uh Speak on from the ground. If you want a roller coaster ride, <laughs> and you're trying to tell people about the roller coaster ride, but you're on the ground, that that's he say, she say. You know what I'm saying? You're sitting on the ground because the roller coaster saying, "Oh, it looks like they're having a great time." You're they're yelling, they screaming. Uh huh. I'm like, no, no, get on the roller coaster. You know, don't just look at it now. Get on it and say, okay. Yeah, I'm hollering. You know, I am screaming. I'm mm-hmm. actively going through the trials and tribulations of this. Too often, we will, we we're we're just witnessing. We just looking. We're not really doing the work. And, and so, you know, I really am like, we have to get better about doing the work. What's the work? What is the work in a relationship? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, writing down and taking all these notes, this is my job for the evening. <laughs> this is my mm. job. This, this is where we get to come together and say, okay, look, where, where's the effective communication in our power couple? Where's the, the, the intimacies? Where's the health and wellness? Because really, if you're in a relationship with someone and they're just eating junk food and won't take care of themselves, I don't know how they can love you and they're not loving themselves. Plain and simple. How can they love you and they're not properly loving themselves? And so we we have to get better with this, you know. We have to really start to say, okay, part of being that black power couple is – taking care of ourselves individually and collectively. Mm-hmm. You know, and some people don't even said, realize that. Oh, no, please. Oh, I was just going to say that. Some people, you're speaking to me. <laughs> some people don't even realize that with their, their health, that they might be depression eating, you know, mm. overeating. You're an emotional mm-hmm. eater. Um, 
you don't know how to eat in moderation. You never correlated certain things that were going on in your life with what you were doing to yourself physically. Um, if you don't know, then okay. But once you know, then you have a responsibility to love on yourself. You know, yep. some people go through so much stuff that I was stressing. I'm like, no one is responsible for making me happy. That is my job. I'm not even going to give somebody that type of authority in my life, but God, you know. So, no, that mm-hmm. no, that's my job. Whoever I'm with is complimenting my happiness because they see me already loving on myself. So, okay, Absolutely. you don't want to love on yourself like this? Okay, that's fine. Show me your love language. Mm-hmm. And I'll do what I mm-hmm. have to do to compliment your love language, you know. But if you come over here, Mm-hmm. These are the things that I require for comp, you know, to for that balance. So make sure you Absolutely. put on your solution list, you know, understanding, learning, and developing a healthy love language. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Yep. Um, one thing you had said was um, goals, and I think that's really, mm-hmm. really important. Also, you know what I'm saying. Um, we need individual goals and collective goals. You know, we, we need mm-hmm. to really um, begin to understand where we're going. Because if you're not in agreement as to where we're going and what we're trying to get done, um, where you're asking for trouble. You know what I'm saying? You can't put me in no car and then tell me, oh, we going here, and, and I didn't say I'm good with going there. Mm-hmm. Period. You know, so you have to start to really put things in place and say, am I good with this? And that goes back to the effective communication, you know. So with effective communication, you have to be able to agree to disagree. They're not going to agree on everything. Being a power couple does not mean that we're agreeing on every little thing because we're not. And sometimes that difference of opinion, it works to the benefit in that, okay, if I can persuade you in this area or you can persuade me, then I'm working on my debating skills, you know, or something, you know, mm-hmm. because I know you don't <laughs> agree with me here. But in the process, we're respecting each other's opinions, and then we can come mm-hmm. to a happy medium. Mm-hmm. And that should be the goal, Absolutely. you know, to come to some type of solution that will be respected. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one, one there of the goes things I like to ask couples again. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that is like the key thing. But if you don't have any respect for yourself, I, I don't expect for you to respect me. So if I don't feel I'm being respected in that situation, I don't have to entertain you. You know, mm-hmm. just like we mentioned right. like I mentioned with the dude who had a full relationship with me and I didn't even get my cash through that. <laughs> like, come on. How could you do that to me? I, I felt so disrespected. Like, to know me is to love me. So what do you mean all these things are going to happen? Are you that trifling? Okay, I understand, and I, I'm going to let you go ahead and have that all the way over there by yourself. <laughs> okay. <No. clears throat> and it's hard to fix okay. something like after you've done something like that. It's just like, nah. no, 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 no. So mm-hmm. that's it. Goals are important. Um, 
because I always want to know what someone has planned for themselves. Absolutely. And then some people being in, some people have an issue with being interdependent on someone, but that's part of what marriage is. It's a healthy dependency on each other. You know, it's healthy if you're putting uh-huh. the work in and you're respecting each other through the process. I shouldn't go to another brother if I got a king man. Why should I be going to another brother for this intimate situation? Uh-huh. My uh-huh. energy shouldn't even be over there. Yeah. Even if I just yeah. wanted a male opinion, I need to take it to my king man first. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And that's what, that's what happens. A lot of stuff is out of order. I had a brethren for many, many years ago. I went to high school with, and, you know, that was my emphasis. You know, things have to be done in decency and in order. And we had a conversation, and I, I knew what was going on. It was like, wow. And then, like, two months later, it was another conversation where he had an argument with his wife about that same situation. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, I never told her. Oh, so you had a full conversation with me about this, clinical or not. You had a full conversation with me about this, and you never told her, and you had the audacity to have an argument with her about something she didn't even know about? Well, You're out of order. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So being able to have respect for someone else's situation and say, this part is out of order. You need to be having this conversation over here first. And let me pull myself. And some people don't know Sometimes how to do that. You got to pull yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I pull. I, oh. Uh, Even on the clinical tip, how about you um, get a counselor? But mm-hmm. but you need a counselor. It won't be me. Because apparently you you were shifting responsibilities. It was mm-hmm. easier to have this conversation over here, so you did what was easy. Marriage is not always easy, but it right. should be respected. I respect the union. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And if Maybe, we had um, more I'm, people I'm, standing up and saying, I respect the union, then we would have a lot less situations where we're not getting that union respect, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> if everybody respected the union, we, this would be <laughs> this would be a 15 minute show, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we would just be giving mm-hmm. our shout outs and thank yous for everybody who has respected the union. But that doesn't, that's mm-hmm. not happening on a consistent basis, and that's part of the problem. We are not mm-hmm. consistently saying, hey, look. We're not doing this, or we are doing this, you know, or or you know, mm-hmm. this brother got some extra gaps in his time. Like every night at eight o'clock, you can't find him, and you ain't asking no further questions. You ain't doing nothing. <laughs> You're just rolling with that fact, and I'm like, mm-mm, we have to do better. Mm-mm. That's foolishness. Another area I, we really didn't go into it enough that I think is extremely important is the spiritual component. Are you praying together? Mm-hmm. Are you meditating together? You know, I don't care if we have different belief systems because at the end of the day, if you dig deep, deep enough, the bottom line, God is love. So whatever your system mm-hmm. is, are you loving God enough 
are you loving God more than you love me? <laughs> you know, I, I'm not trying to make any dude my God. I don't watch plenty of people get their whole life destroyed because they made other people their God instead of functioning according to God's will and God's way. And then that unit, you know, when that union came together, it was an explosion of goodness because they both understood, you know, the most I need to know you by first name. And you need to know me by exactly. first name. And then when we come together, we can have a full conversation. You can have a conference call then because we came together. And then coming together, yeah. I'm honoring and respecting what you're doing. You're honoring and respecting what I'm doing. But we know, you know, old school, the family that prays together, stay together. So that spiritual component needs to be there. That's right. You know, regardless of whether you subscribe to a religion or not, it's a different story. I'm talking about the basics. Are you talking to God? Are you praying for me? <laughs> right. Right. I promise you, right. I had a brother the first time I, when I say I felt him praying for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, thank you. You ain't even mm-hmm. had to say nothing I lie. Why? Because, you know, you get there. I, I felt certain things I knew what Thank you, because it was sincere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you can't be strong, you should be able to go to your king man and be like, I, forget, pray for me, because right mm-hmm. now I'm having a moment. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. are my other half, and this is where I'm supposed to come, and I need you to do your part, because I'm going to do my part for you. I mean, I got to pray for the brothers that are in my life just in general. Walking targets every single time you leave the house. Amen. Coming back into I mean, your own house for a target. Yep. Come on. Laying in your bed, you are a target. You know, uh, I mean, I don't think people really realize how dangerous it is to be black in America. And, and in the middle of this danger, we we have to be able to help each other and support each other in the middle of this treacherous time that we're in. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And this means we have to have a different understanding as to what relationships are, what we need them to be, and how do we support each other in the middle of that. Mhm. And being okay with saying I need help in this area, that doesn't make you weak. That makes you smart. You you become the smartest person in the room to say, you know what, this is the area. This is not my strongest right here. So I, I need a little help right here. Right. And then as women, especially as black women, we don't feel protected enough. Yeah, I stepped on a whole bunch of toes, whatever. I meant it. I said mm-hmm. it. We don't. But we fight battles, too, that y'all will never know about. Mm-hmm. That we don't get yeah. to, we don't get to, to cry or have a moment or spaz out like, you know, Karen or whatever and be like, oh, coddled. We don't get that because we still have to get up. Right. We have to get back to our family. We have to get back to work. We have to get to school. We have to do this. We have to do that. And it can become very overwhelming. And the depression rate is serious. Yeah, so when you have that couple where you can come and you can debrief with each other, where you can pray for each other, where you can heal each other and not use that as a weapon, okay, 
listen, when you can do all those things, you'll be surprised what you'll be able to accomplish. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know. And you know this. This is just the beginning to the conversation. There's more. Mm-hmm. There's more we need to talk about. A lot there's more. more. We need to bring the light. Um, there's more understanding that's needed and necessary. But you know this. <laughs> this is one of those uncomfortable conversations. At least uncomfortable for me. Um, but it's a necessary conversation because we have to begin to talk about what is working in our relationship and what is not. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. in in the honesty in the middle of that is going to have us in a much better place than we were through my uncomfort, through my discomfort, through my discomfort. You know, and I find whenever I get uncomfortable, other people benefit. (laughs) When I, when I'm willing, Mm -hmm. when I am willing to say, okay, this is uncomfortable, but what do I need? How can I make it work? When I'm able to, to look past it and to push past it, I find that's when positive things work. So, you know, let's mm-hmm. just go ahead and continue that whole idea. Let's continue pushing each other and, and, and understanding and creating new standards for a relationship. You know, let's understand that. Part of the reason for the turbulence in a relationship is not 100% ours. It really isn't. At the same time, it is 100% our responsibility to fix. We may not have broke it, but I can tell you we are responsible for fixing it. So, you know, we have to begin to have these healthy yet uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. We have to. If we're mm-hmm. truly, if we're truly about the business of healing, and that's what we need, we need to be healed. And this is one of the start, like the most important ways to start. You know, we have to go through the forgiveness process. Forgive yourself for whatever you did wrong in the previous relationship. You know, forgive whoever's wronged you. Nobody's telling you to forget. We're saying forgive because forgiveness is always for you. Forgiveness is necessary for you to kickstart your healing process. And then you can work with each other and heal. Everyone is going to come with baggage, no matter how you look. Everyone is coming with something. But when you find someone that is willing to help you unpack your baggage, and you're willing to help them (laughs) unpack their baggage, that's a beautiful thing. That's priceless. And you don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Because there's no guarantee you'll get it on that level again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's real talk. That's real talk. But, you know, that's one of the reasons why we have to really value what we have in each other, um, with each other, around each other. This is why we have to value that because you mm-hmm. cannot underestimate the value it has in your life. Mhm. All right. All right. So, you know, let let let. And a lot of past. times. Mhm. Good. You have people that will associate their success with what they're able to do financially. Mhm. Right. 
So if I can't financially provide this, this, and that, then this is not someone I can build with. But the most high might have put that sister in your life because that, that little dream you had, that goal you have, that can be that you want to accomplish in a year or so, that sister right there has the tools from her education, mm-hmm. from her, you know, her experience to bring your dream to life. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why the most I put you together. You know, I mean, you have to look at the bigger picture, not to use each other. Is it mm-hmm. different? You mm-hmm. know, but maybe she sees that you're worth the investment. Right. Maybe you see that she's worth the investment because that's what marriage is. It's an investment. It's an investment. And we have to start back sure investing is. in each other. Yes, it sure is. It sure is. Well, my dear Sister Makita, we have... I appreciate your patience with me in the middle of all of this because this is not my conversation. But yet, you know, you made it fairly easy, and um, and it was wonderful reflecting on these power couples that we have right here in our life. So, you know, I really mm-hmm. appreciate the time and energy. Um, this this has been. Uh, one of many of Big Mama houses where we take we look at things from that mature black woman point of view. You know, we we are the Big Mamas. Those are the cornerstone cornerstones of the community. We make it happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, one hundred percent, we had to have this conversation about the black power couples. I'm hoping that people take your time and think about what would make your couple. Uh, a power couple. What do you need to add? So, you know, spend the time thinking about what you need to add to your couple. Start writing down, you know me, do your T account. You know, what are the mm-hmm. benefits of being in this relationship? You know, how do we right. make, how do we push it up another level and create your own standards? Understand the standards that were given to you may not be effective, may not be realistic. So let's take the time to do mm-hmm. it. But we are on radio, whether it is Big Mamas, whether it is Chairman Yanga, whether it is Chief of Staff War and Panther 48, every Sunday we get on the air and we share with people, how do you build, how do you grow, how are you making positive things happen in your life? And so we encourage you to listen every Sunday and get your black perspective on life, on thought, on political education and everything like that. So thank you for taking the time out. Thank you, Mom Makita, for working with us, and we will speak to you soon. Black power. Black power.